First off, I want to say thank you again to everybody tuning in to the Royals Relationship Revelations podcast. I want to apologize for my people waiting on Wednesday for this to come out. Uh, I was moving at the time, so just trying to get everything unpacked. It was a lot. I needed to take time to do that, but I thank you all for being patient. But, you know, this is what y'all been waiting on. So so here you are. So um, episode four is going to dive into the reason why I'm starting. I started this podcast and I think that's important. I think it's important because I think people want to know. I've been um, asked that a lot over these past few weeks. And I really was just waiting to come out, you know, with the story of why I did want to, you know, make the podcast. The simple answer is the year 2020. Um, 2020 felt like, let's say... Um, hopefully most of you who are listening to this have played dodgeball, you know, imagine being the only guy left on your team and it's eight people on the other team and they all throw balls at you at once. And so you're trying to dodge eight balls and you didn't got hit by five of them. That is what 2020 felt like. It was me versus a lot of a lot of obstacles that I that I needed to face and they hit me head on and quick um that that year was it was an emotional year for me um there I don't think there's any other way to put it it was extremely emotional um so many stories from the year 2020 but the I want to focus on two and this alone and this is going to be a two part episode because so many so many situations happened in the year 2020 and I think that it's important for me to to get that out to to show you how how I dealt with it at the time so let's see when I first so I'm a teacher I I needed to preface this that way I am a teacher at North Gwinnett High School I teach uh, algebra one now, which is all freshmen. Um, but when I first got to North Gwinnett, I was teaching algebra two and repeat geometry. Um, so a lot of juniors and some repeated sophomores who, who should have been juniors as well. And I had a student at the time, my, um, that, that student. So this student graduated in 2019. His, his name was Jalen. And so me and Jalen went through the years and we we are extremely close Jalen was not always the best student but he did his best to you know give me his full effort and I think it was because of the relationship that I built with Jalen at the time I think it was important because and I didn't find this out till later but I knew Jalen's background was wasn't the best but you know over time we developed a relationship where he would at least give me you know a hundred percent and he Jalen this kid I mean huge heart I mean smiling every day and even when he was you know and you could tell when he was going through some stuff he was he would still you know try to 
try to keep a smile on his face and, you know, be a happy kid, the kid that's, you know, kind of the middleman with everybody and introducing people because his friend group was, you know, was so large at the time. I, I say it was large. It was large for the people that he was hanging around with. So Jalen came to me at the end of his senior year and he said, Coach, you know, I still got a credit to go and I don't want to come back another year for that extra credit. And he basically was telling me he was thinking about dropping out. And he came to me. This was this was pre-planning of his of um you know, of his last year. I'm sorry. This was well, yeah, this was pre-planning uh not pre-planning, this was post-planning of, you know, going into that extra semester that he was going to need to go into, you know. And I, I felt his pain, but I also was telling him, Jalen, listen, man, you done made it this far. You know, stick it out, you know, one semester won't hurt. And you also got the possibility of summer school, you know. So anyway, you know, Jalen ended up taking summer school, passed the class. He graduated, you know, he was able to walk across the stage with all of his friends. But, you know, I was making sure that, you know, he finished what he started because that I, I always preach that to him. I didn't care about the grade that he got in my class. I just cared that he finished what he started. So that was late. What was that? Yeah, that was that was 2019. So about a year later, I got a text message from Jalen. And I, I still had a text because it was I hadn't I, me and Jalen kind of kept up with each other. And every now and then he would come back. But the text said let me see if I can find it it said hey coach Thomas just wanted to say what's up it's been a while since we talked also wanted you to know that I've been doing good in life meaning I'm clean have a good job and going to be a father soon yes sounds crazy but it's happening just wanted to let you know in case you were want to come to the baby shower or something or just see him when he's born really miss you man it's been too long. Had the best year with you being my teacher. And just wanted to let you know I'm doing good. You know, and I responded very, very casual. You know, appreciate you for reaching out, Jalen. I'm, I'm excited for you. Uh, make sure you send me the details on the baby shower because I plan on being there. That was June, June 27th of 2020 is when Jalen sent me that text message. Well, coming back from downtown Duluth one night. Um, I was with my best friend at the time and she received a call and the call is a girl just crying hysterically on the phone and I forget, I, I will never forget this day. It, it honestly feels like yesterday. I know people say that a lot, but it does. And I remember her being on the phone with the girl and the, she, she was telling the girl, you know, calm down, like, I, what, what are you saying? And, <clears throat> I remember being in the passenger side, like kind of worried, but I didn't know who the girl was that she was talking to at the time. And so, you know, not thinking too much into it. And then she started talking and she couldn't make out what the girl was saying and the name that the girl was saying. And I remember me telling her, I was like, well, just tell her to spell it out, you know, because she couldn't make out the words. And she spelled out Jalen. And. I was kind of in shock at first, but I was like, can she give you a last name? Um, and she gave him the last name. And 
it, it was my student and I was and that was on July 17th so that was what a week and a half apart from him sending me the text about about the baby shower and him doing well and I, just, I remember I remember me breaking down in the car I was hurt um she I remember my best friend at the time was like I think a part of her was shocked because of the emotions that was coming out but so so much of me um took ownership and not not took ownership in his death but I I should have I should have did better with reaching out to Jalen because I knew he was dealing with some demons on the inside and on the outside, you know. And that I think that part about it is what hurt the most is I I questioned myself for a while, like, dang man, if I would have kept in contact, you know, two, you know, once a week or, you know, two or three times a month, you know, would things have been different? I don't know. But I had to live with that at that time. And I think that's the painful part about it. And I don't think people understand this, but if you're a teacher, you understand what I'm about to say and you and you get it. But Jalen was a part of my life for a whole year, every day, twice a day. And and then classes in between, he would come. So I'm, you're talking about I'm seeing this kid for three or four hours every day for however many days we're in school. What is it, 180, 190? That's a long time to be around somebody. That's not that's not family, you know. And that 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 stuck with me, and I I had to carry that on my shoulders for a while, for a while. But I remember. Um, you know, hearing about it, and I, I didn't get much sleep that night, obviously. And, you know, a week later, they had the funeral. And I remember <clears throat> trying to, just trying to keep myself together because I knew, I knew what the kid meant for me. And I remember walking into the, to the funeral home, and I'm seeing my former students there, and, you know, they going through it. But at that time, you know, as, as their teacher... You you're trying to keep it together because you want them to keep it together. It it's not meant to. It wasn't meant for me to be kept together. It it wasn't meant for me to walk in their stale face. And I found that out quick. So I walk into the funeral. I had never met Jalen's dad or his mom. I had only you know contacted them through emails, whether it be school or, you know, maybe Jalen had a rough day and I wanted them to check in with them. But I remember walking in and walking up. Uh, you know, to to view Jalen, and I I didn't go to the funeral. I, I'm sorry, because the funeral this was you know during COVID, so they wanted to keep the space, but they allowed people to come in and view the body before the funeral. And I remember walking in, and <clears throat> his dad was sitting there, and I I knew I say I knew it was his dad. His dad was at the front next to next to Jalen lying there, and I was you know. As I walk into the room, I was trying to, you know, get myself together because I could kind of see him. I couldn't really see his face. I remember walking up to the front, and um, he looked at me, you know, kind of strange. And I was like, you know, I, you know, I'm Coach Thomas, 
And those was the only words I could get out. And he gave me this big hug and he said he loved you. And man, them those those emotions are still raw because like I said, I had I had never met this guy, had never had never placed my eyes on him, had never heard heard it, heard his dad's voice. And those were his first words to me. He loved you. And that was it. That's all he said. And I I embraced him. I gave him a hug back and told him that I loved him too. That was, that was a rough day, you know. And after I gave him a hug, I walked by Jalen. Jalen had this favorite. He he used to love the Pirates. He was from Pittsburgh. That's where he, that's where, um, he was born and raised at for a good bit of time before he moved to Georgia. But they had... He was in the casket with that Pirates jersey on, and he wore that thing to school so much. And, you know, not not that anyone cared, but I knew he loved that jersey. And, you know, seeing him in it just, it, it, brought back, it brought back so many memories, you know, that I, that I enjoyed, you know, because I got to remember the kid for the fun, the exciting kid that he was. But also, I had to sit there and look at, somebody who was full of life at one time be empty you know and that that picture as a as a teacher as somebody who was there every day and you know watched him go through obstacles a part of me you know I'm I'm big into my faith a part of me is like God don't make mistakes but that that one hurt you know, you wanted to see a kid who was going through obstacles. You wanted to see him get a chance at doing some something for himself, you know, and to have a son on the way. And his son is not going to be able to know the type of person that his dad was, you know, other than the stories that he hears. I, I wanted that for Jalen. I wanted I wanted him at a, to get a second chance at life, you know. So that that was that was J- July, late June, I'm sorry. Yeah, late July um mid yeah, that's right. Late July of 2020. So once again, if you're a teacher, you know that late July, you know, early August, you you getting ready to go back to school. And I'm going back to school with this on my chest. I remember walking in the pre-planner and having to put on this face, you know, and I would consider, I think anybody that you ask, especially if they work with me, I think anybody that, that you know, talk about me said he, he would walk around always with a smile on his face. And I, and that, that is a, that is, that is a part of who I am. But that year, I, I just, I, I definitely put on the mask to, to hide the fact that I was hurting because I knew I had to to somehow be strong and, you know, teach these kids. But that that was the toughest part, you know, and hearing, seeing, seeing the kids, you know, and he had a few friends that were a little bit younger, seeing them talk about it and hearing the stories about it every time. You know, I was going into pre-planning with this stale face 
or, you know, with a smile on my face and, you know, people asking me if I'm okay. And I'm like, you know, yeah. And, you know, just just trying to fight through it, just trying to trying to make it to the next day, just hoping that over time it get better. And, you know, I, I, I said, did it get better? No, but my reaction to, you know, being asked was I okay? It kind of got better because I, I was just going through the same routine every time. Yeah, I'm fine. You know, I appreciate you for asking. Well, you know, August 26th came, and I don't know if people remember this day, but I, I definitely do again. And the the Jacob Blake shooting had just, had just happened. <clears throat> and so I was watching. I remember watching the NBA playoffs had kind of carried on late that year, and it was because of COVID. So they had shut down for a good amount of time. But remember, they came back, and they went down to the bubble in Orlando. Well, at that time, uh, the Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks were playing in in the playoffs. Um, and I remember right before the game, I had the TV on, and two Milwaukee players came out, and they they had on their Black Lives Matter shirt, and the entire team was behind it, and they said they were boycotting the game. And I, I don't remember my initial feeling, but I remember the feeling when I went to school the next day, and I don't know what happened to me overnight, but I remember sitting there, and one of my um, one of my supervisors at the time looked at me, and she said, Royal, you know, you got this look in your eyes. Is everything okay? You know, and I told her yes, because I knew I had to teach students that day, but I was, I was not okay, you know, and I'm going to just give you a little background of what I was walking into, so I'm going to I'm a black male, young black male, and I teach at a predominantly white and Asian school. Not, And I'm not saying that. It's hard for me to explain this without trying to, and I'm not trying to separate people when I say this, but the emotions that I was dealing with at the time, I was curious if anybody was going to be able to understand how I was feeling because majority of my counterparts are are white as well, you know, and not saying that they wouldn't understand because I got, you know, I got very good white friends that I think would hear me out, you know, and, and listen to my story. But I think at the time I needed somebody to relate to. And I didn't notice at the time I was just kind of going through the motions. And sometimes when you and we, we got a like I said, we got a very good school and I love teaching at the school. But at that time, I needed to relate to somebody near me and I couldn't I could only call people you know after work or but anyway it so after she asked me was I okay and I answered to her yes you know it was during my planning period and I think planning was second period and I went to one of my best friends Rebecca at the time and I I asked her could I shut the door and I remember sitting down and she was probably shocked as well because we usually talk about, you know, very, you know, basic, not basic things. We, we've had some in-depth talks, but I think this was her first time seeing this. And I sat down and I just went into tears. And I remember asking her, something other than the stint of what's, what's going on in America 
and I need a day. I remember making that statement because, you know, as a teacher, you try your best not to talk about politics in class, you know, but kids, kids do it anyway. And you got to just imagine what I'm what I had to listen to at that time. You know, I got to listen to kids, which, you know, it's immature minds, but you they still words and words got power to them. And I got to hear the 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 notions of, you know, they should the NBA players should just be playing basketball. Why are they worried about anything else? The, and I know a large part of it when their words, I know, you know, for the most part. I'm sure they got friends and family and, you know, their parents, you know, saying these things. And it was like, I got to teach. I got to teach y'all. I got to, you know, I got to teach. I got to teach kids, you know, to my best ability. But also in the back of my mind, I got to go through the obstacles of fighting the fight of you don't care about the same things that I care about and how do I get why would everybody not care about the treatment of people and 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 some people would say that they do they would say that you know especially in this day and age the same people that would go out there and if something happened to their daughter, you know, if if something happened to a to a guy's daughter, they I'm sure that they would go to war for their daughter. If somebody happened if something happened to my mom or I would go to war for my mom, you know, but I don't think people understand is that when I'm seeing the the things that I saw that year in 2020 and even years before that, you know, we can go down the list, but that year it was Jacob Blake. And I I was looking at myself as I'm watching these videos. I was I was imagining myself in these positions. And then I got to hear stories about well, if this, this, you know, and I, I, I try my, I try my best to, you know, keep the convo pretty, pretty smooth or, or leave it, you know, but I, a large part of me also wanted to, I wanted to get my emotions out. I wanted to tell people how I really felt, but you also got to understand that where I work at, at that time, I was hesitant because I didn't know if that was the place for that. Is it the place for the only young black guy here to, you know, come out and say, yo, we got issues with this that that's not being addressed. But then I got to walk into school every day and act OK and teach Algebra 1 to, to the best of my ability Knowing that I'm I'm dealing with these emotions in the back of my mind. And every day I had to, to fight some type of obstacle. Whether it was Jalen coming back up. Whether it was Jacob Blake in the back of my head. And, and I put on this smile every day. And 2020 was by far my roughest year. And it's the, once again, I'm going to go back to where I started with. It is the reason why this podcast came about. Because I would not be doing this. If it wasn't for 2020, I would not be sitting here 
telling you stories about my emotions. But 2020 threw eight dodgeballs at my head and was like, up, here it is right in your face. And you thought that you were okay with everything, you know? Ooh, that, that, that was a tough year, you know, but, you know, on the other end of that, on the other end of me saying that I really disliked 2020, 2020 also taught me a lot, you know, and I, and we will definitely get into everything else from 2020. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you all listening um to episode four today um and i hope that y'all tune in to episode five because episode five will be part two of this episode thank y'all and i hope y'all have a, a great fantastic week